Hello and welcome to There Will Be Film. I'm Nathan Darcy Roberts. I'm here once again with Stuart Laws, Heidi Regan, and our guest this week is the incredible Pierre Novelli. Hello. Hi, Pierre. Hello. <laughs> Stuart, you've yet, you've yet to say hi. I will refuse to say hi. Yeah. Until I'm welcomed into the game with a proper attempt for a joke. You were too busy correcting the woman on how her microphone was positioned. <laughs> <laughs> Starting off as usual. In which direction was it pointing? I uh, am my titty. <laughs> <laughs> ah, and that's why I kept on hearing in the in the headphones, look at me, look at me. <laughs> so, audience, if you are feeling physically aroused right now, now you know why yeah, 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 the yeah. microphones yeah. are pointed at titties and dicks this week. <laughs> that's what we're going for. But now it's back at my mouth, so if you're feeling annoyed... <laughs> Yeah, it's either the woman's accent or the Australian accent. We can't work out which one's more annoying. Uh, so, Pierre, welcome. Thank you. Uh, are you. Do you consider yourself a film guy? A film I'm, bro? I'm a film guy. I'm a film guy. I've got opinions on yeah. lighting. Sure I do. Oh, shit. So you will Only see lighting. a film and comment on how Only it's lighting. edited when you're coming out. You'll be like, I know what's going on. The what? editing was too rapid. Yeah, well, an old friend of mine from uni who I used to do comedy with was then and is now a professional. He's like a TV and, and film editor. And so he told me a bunch of stuff about it. that I like. It's like all the stuff that you can't unsee once someone yeah. tells you. Where you go, oh, that's the same shot but flipped and put in black and white to look like a new shot. And it really uh, fucks a lot of cheap documentaries. What, what's the main one that you always notice Probably the flipping of shots to make yeah, them look yeah. new, or, or the 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 um, oh god, what's it called? The slow zoom in, the document. Uh, Ken Burns, the Ken yeah. Burns yeah, yeah, zoom, yeah. Or, or things like that. Yeah, so, yeah, the simple stuff. I'm not like some expert, but yeah. if it's a simple trick, I can go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or yeah. well, um, I have like a. This is weird, but as a teenager, I was obsessed with sound effects. I loved making little animations, and I loved just like I just love sound effects and cartoons and stuff, and uh, I would download them probably illegally mm. and there is a large database of sound effects that um production studios like to cheap out on and to, to the point where i recognize the sound of a door opening sound effect in ozark there's a bit where <laughs> yeah. someone follows someone else into a toilet cubicle to intimidate them and the sound of them like opening the door where it's like oh who's coming in after me into the loo was like door.wav <laughs> from 2003 did you shazam it just to make sure I knew no, it's, it's in there it's completely in there your Spotify wrapped is just sound effects door <laughs> opening jar squeezed Gen genuinely like all like the and like the comedy fart sound effect that's the same in every single movie that's incredibly irritating because it's the same just oh. record a new fart is it was it a million dollars Pierre why did you just fart when you said that put that in afterwards <laughs> <laughs> put it in and make your millions <laughs> yeah burps farts gunshots explosion sound effects like they're all as recognisable to me as the Wilhelm scream hmm. you best not come around to my house on a Sunday morning because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're playing all those sound yeah, effects yeah, yeah. <laughs> real fans know <laughs> that's one for the real ones <laughs> yeah <laughs> I actually find the Wilhelm scream like really annoying. It yeah. always takes me out. I know it's like like an inside like film joke, but it instantly uh, takes me out of whatever film it's in. Can yeah. I say that I my production company has its own version of that inside joke? We have boom dot uh, dot afe boom dot afe. Remember yeah. afe? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and that is a very like <laughs> low frequency yes. thing. So it will add for like uh, you know a little bit of extra in the in the subwoofer. 
for anything dramatic that happens. Yes. So we we'll sometimes put it in like under a gunshot or in like a, someone opens a door and something shocking's happened. Boom. Can we edit in that into this? Yeah, episode? I'll send boom.a. We'll put that yeah. on the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> we need to start yeah. a Patreon for this. You want the apes, you've got to pay up. <laughs> what was the movie that started the deep honks? Was it Inception? Uh, oh, yeah, in the trailers. Yeah, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah. I can uh, shake the whole cinema. Yeah. I don't remember any big deep honks happening before. Yeah. <laughs> it's a testament to how broken my brain is by my own comedy that when you said deep honk, I was like, oh, hang on, we're we doing a bit about my stand up comedy. The old deep honks. Like a deep cut. Yeah. <laughs> They're talking about like baritone geese. <laughs> but like, I think with editing, like you, it's one of those things like you know it's bad when you see it, it's rare. Yeah. But like, have you ever and seen And you also know it's bad when you hear it nice <laughs> <laughs> um, the nice. apeds at home are clicking their fingers it's <laughs> <laughs> a bit of me like it's but, a slam poetry <laughs> 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 have you seen Bohemian Rhapsody yeah. terrible editing yeah I've, I've not seen the whole film but there's a scene that, from it that conversation when they're on like the, the kind of um, terrace of a pub yeah when they're being signed it's mental it's like having a fucking panic attack it's like the Simpsons thing where it's like you know, you like uh, like get me. So I'm off that. Uh, so like, <laughs> we're home as uh, having a scandal. Yeah. It's so bad. Yeah, I don't it's, remember this bit. I've seen it, but I don't remember it. What happened? Every shot, they're all sitting around discussing like what to call the band or what it should be or something. Like it's it's the kind yeah, of yeah. founding moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the shots only have like one member in at a time, so it's like no one was there to be filmed at the same time. Yeah. And then some of them do have them all in, and it's at like a mad angle. Yeah, yeah. Or it cuts yeah. to someone just while they go. Yes, and like cut away instantly. Yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. I or recommend if anyone the chair out. There'll be a close up of the hand on the chair pulling yeah. it out. <laughs> but on, but no more action close ups. Yeah. Just that <laughs> one hand. I reckon anyone listening, watch it on YouTube. It's astonishing. Yeah, it's incredible. And won uh, the Oscar for best editing that year. No. Yeah. Where the theory is, because the editor came through to save the day, because Brian Singer uh, was yeah. a naughty boy, <clears> and <throat> he like just put the film together in the absence of like a monster. Oh, wow. Mm. So they gave him an Oscar uh, yeah. for, oh. From uh, someone who does do editing, I'll take that. I've edited films, I've edited TV stuff. Uh, it is interesting to see stuff like that because, and it, it's also interesting working with maybe like less experienced directors where you'll see them not knowing what on earth they want to shoot. Mm. And so there's so much coverage where you're like, oh, you have no idea how this scene's going to cut together in a scene. In, yeah. in the film or when I'm watching something and you see a lot of edits like that where you're like oh you've lost confidence so there's either an acting issue or you didn't get something right on the day and you're now trying to hide these things there was yeah. a, a film that I a, a short film I edited a while back where there was a lot of coverage for this like emotional scene and we were going through it and then after a while I was like I think I want to just keep all three minutes of this person talking on this one shot because mm. it was this really nice just drift in shot and the director was like okay let me have a look because they know they knew what they'd shot and knew what they wanted to see and then they're like yeah that's sort of that works because the performance was so good that i think the more editing you see often you're like oh you're trying to hide performance issues yeah. or mm. rewrites or yeah. something that's happened outside of the the, the most elegant is when the, the solution to a problem is better than the original plan I don't think this was a solution to a problem, but in the movie um, You Were Never Really Here, mm. um, there's a s action sequence where the main character kind of fights some bad guys through a sort of big house. Mm. 
with like a hammer, like like in any other action movie, you would be proper like John Wick stuff. But it's mm. all seen through the CCTV of the That's house, incredible. Oh. and it's almost silent. It's I think maybe even just music. There's certainly mm. no audio from the fighting, yeah. and it's so much more horrifying and visceral as a result because mm. it's like something that's real. Yeah. Every time a space film does the shot to from outside the spaceship and there's yeah. no sound, I'm always like, ho, 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 that's good. Yeah. yeah. Every, always gets, every time like, as opposed to just there's like, there's no sound. And as I'm opposed to head, just like, like, like well a, a creaking sound effect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking that while eating like loud Walker's crisps, <laughs> breaking the silence in your home. But when I saw You Were Never Really Here, it was at a screening where, you know, you can sense that everyone is hating it. Like, it was just people weren't connected. And there's a guy next to me who was hating it so much. And it's one of those movies that has a bit of, like, a fake out at yeah. the end. Like, it will fade to black, then it yeah. fades back in for, like, the, the epilogue. And this guy, like, grabbed his back. And then when it yeah. fade back in, he was like, fucking end! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So angry. Yeah, he wow. was done. I would enjoy I'm, that as an extra. <laughs> I really like that film. I loved it. I think it was incredible. I went to go see the Justice League, I think. Which Whatever version? The, the shit one. <laughs> the first one Go on the Snyder on. Cut. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the one in bad. cinemas. Yeah, the one yeah, in yeah, cinemas. Yeah. Dog shit. Awful. I went to watch it with Phil Wang and Ed Knight and some, my friend John. Was that it? Mm. Anyway, the thing that really made me laugh was that when they did like the little extra bit at the end, Ed Knight said really loudly in the cinema, <laughs> Oh, good. More film. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, that's about as devastating a review as you could, you could give this piece of shit. Pierre, you said to me that Bronson changed your life. Yeah. I, Which uh, I have to say is wild. Bronson, uh, uh, well, I mean, everything changes your life in the sense that your life is different after you've seen it, I guess. But uh, well, that's a challenge yeah. for a film. <laughs> we um, swear this will not change your life at yeah, all. Yeah, I will absorb nothing. <laughs> Just your review on every film poster. This film technically changed my life. I like, Green I think Book. I saw Bronson when I was at home as a teenager and like maybe bored or just hung over or, and I saw it on like Sky Movies or something and I press, you know, you press like info on it and it made it sound like a kind of shitty Guy Ritchie thing. Mm. He's a, he's a prison art man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, watch out. Here he comes. He's all muscly. And Ooh, I was like, okay. Here he comes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> watch, watch our boy. He'll go to jail. <laughs> watch our boy. He'll stay in jail. Um, so I thought, oh, okay, and it's, and it's like a biopic, of, and like it's also like a British crime biopic, which tend to be very low budget and mm. like bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought, great, this is exactly what I should watch. It'll be really dumb uh, and simple, and it wasn't. It's like a weird art house film. There's bits where he's ma- got makeup like a Commedia dell'arte character. Mm. There's lots of crazy lighting. There's sequences where you're not sure what's real or not. Mm. And through being weird, it's such a delicate and artistic exploration of a thuggish criminal mind. And this, the soundtrack is all like opera uh, and classical music and stuff. Not all, but mostly. Um, and I thought, yeah, that's a really great contrast. And it, it wasn't like I'd never had any opinions on film and editing and things before that. But it was mm. a really good example of being surprised yeah, yeah. by a film and by going like, wow, yeah, you can tell the story of a a sort of mad British hooligan who's sort of real and a, a, it can be an accurate biopic in spirit but not uh, literally. Mm. You don't have to show him mm. in these crappy biopics where it's a guy going, hmm, crime, eh? And then deciding <laughs> to do a crime and like Googling crime. Oh, maybe I'll... <laughs> I would love to watch that yeah, film. <laughs> hope I don't go to jail. You know, that kind of crap. Like, yeah, yeah. Like you get, especially with the musicians and things. 
It's like, uh, they'll never like oh, someone the- who's called Johnny Cash. <laughs> What's next, Timothy Money or whatever? And he's going, shut up, shut the fuck off. Uh, so they actually did that in the um, Savile BBC series. Oh, like, no. you're never going to be on the BBC, Jimmy. Like, I'll bloody show you. Like, <laughs> did they really so, do like, it? Yeah, that's a lie. You'll never oh. fuck hundreds of kids. <laughs> <laughs> Googling fucking hundreds of kids. <laughs> I'll show you. Uh, yeah, I hate that shit. And Bronson does uh, such an elegant, there's a, there's a, Good. I think it's Werner Herzog who talks about the sublime truth versus the accountant's truth, mm. which is an easy way of saying I told some lies because they're more fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. the sublime truth mm. is the essence of something. Yes. The accountant's yeah, yeah. truth is yeah. just. Yeah. If all we wanted was the accountant's truth, we'd just watch documentaries. Yeah. So we the Simon Minaj defense. I, <laughs> I was thinking. <laughs> but the reason I said it, because like, uh, Bronson, you are one of two people I've met who has li- lives have been changed by Bronson. The other one was a guy called Luke in my school. Um, he was the hard kid, because uh, Bronson is from my hometown. Is so, he? Um, he would come in, uh, English lessons, a guy like most people in my class like never read a book. And he would come in with a hardbound copy of Charles Bronson's autobiography, uh, announced yeah. to the class that he had it by screaming, Bronson, and throwing it at a teacher or something. So that is, uh, <laughs> so that was, wow. you're the second person. So the movie touched his life. Uh, I, that was before the movie. Oh, wow. So he was like, he was front row opening night. Is this Luton? Luton, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luton is a mad place. Yes, yeah, it's, it's I think a healthy place to grow up. It teaches you. <laughs> the you front say that every week and it's yeah. never convincing. <laughs> the front, With a cold, dead stare in my yeah. eyes. The front of every building in Luton looks like the back of every building everywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have um, Tin Town. Do you ever go to Tin Town? No. Tin Town is uh, it's a place where like, the um, house facades are covered in tin from like, the war times oh. and is only like recently gone. It is a place living in the past. We have nothing. We didn't get a Starbucks until like eight years ago. Did you like the film Blinded by the Light? Uh, I didn't. I actually read it. I loved it. Really? Yeah. I can't I don't remember my emotions after. That's the one where he loves um, Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. yeah. And it's set in Luton. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, I, I think like that's a film so... that didn't change my life. Yeah. <laughs> I think I go. came out and went, I feel nothing. I feel nothing. One, I'm not crazy about Bruce Springsteen, but also I was like, this is a film. Like, I like My version of that was like The Smiths. Like, I love The Smiths growing mm, up. Yeah. So this is a film about an awkward, lanky brown kid who yeah. feels estranged from the place that he's grown up in and has found solace in a uh, old musician from the 80s and I didn't relate to it one iota. I was like, that is a <laughs> fundamental failure. It was prob- yeah. This is made for me. Maybe you needed to be white. That's what other people in the cinema are saying to me. (laughs) You just needed to to have a a stronger affection for turnpikes and New Jersey (laughs) and like denim. And like old blow whistles and factories. (laughs) Well, yeah, factories and denim as opposed to like um, sort of looseness. (laughs) Yeah, flowers and tea. Flowers and tea, but also being sad by a bus stop in skinny jeans. (laughs) Mm. That's very English. So... Yeah, we're now going to go on to round one. Uh, round one is the fill in the blanks round, where we ask you, uh, we give you a piece of film trivia, and you have to fill in the blanks. Okay. Uh, it's very self-explanatory. Uh, so the f- first question is: the fake snow in the Wizard of Oz endangered the cast by containing blank. Mm. The thing. <laughs> is, is that you're talking about? Come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what. That's what <laughs> I've got a lot the, the, of the thing. The thing could be in anyone. <laughs> Um, endanger the cast by containing real snow. It's just as dangerous as something <gasps> dangerous. Kind it is snow. Watch yeah, out. It's yeah. Slippy. Yeah. If you ingest too much of it, it you, can be poisonous. Are you yeah. still talking about cum? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you can never have too much of that. Um, is it asbestos? It is asbestos. <gasps> really? Hey! I'll tell you something. 
The no. past is mad. I yeah. love it. And also, at some point today, is the will be the past, and there'll be other people be like, you remember when they did? They recorded that in that basement, which was covered, covered in, in asbestos. <laughs> I do think that you should be able to like get a tax break or just pay more to bend some legal loopholes. I think when cinema could like break the law and people were actively in danger, uh, it was way more exciting, and you got better films. <laughs> you love that. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. think like William Freakin slapping someone. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I think directors should. You have to pay that. Like you get slapping bonus, but like yes, if you okay. are slapped and the film goes on to receive an Academy Award nomination, just what if fight. it gets a Razzie? Uh, then you, you are penalised. <laughs> yeah, 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 you are just <laughs> suspended from the DGA. Freakin has actively said though that that shouldn't have been allowed. <laughs> yeah, but I, I secretly he's think... been like this is bad behaviour. I can't believe Who, it was allowed. What's so, the Freakin? William Freakin. He slapped someone on the set of The Exorcist to get the an appropriate response from him. Yeah, and people are like, people have been like, oh yeah, but the the, the performance that you got out of it is like, yeah, it's not acceptable. I think it's always easier to say it once you've done it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because then you get to look back Apol- and like, apart from for some comedians, not permission. Whack. <laughs> you, you get cake and eat it, right? Yeah, yeah. You go, yeah. oh yeah, I got all that and all the applause, but now I think it's. Bad. Yeah, I can't believe mm, you okay. would let me do that. Like, I, I l- should slap you for letting me do that. <laughs> you get over here. <laughs> like, I like that everyone was, ju- I mean, within reason. I like the idea that everyone was putting their bodies on the line in like old movies. Like in silent movies, like, you want to be a star? Yeah. Jump yeah. out of a fucking building. I think you might die. I think that's why British actors are so popular in Hollywood and seem to get all the jobs because they're so used to the sort of misery and low, low <laughs> yeah, standards yeah. of treatment of the British market that even just being given some bottled water they're like oh great <laughs> Hollywood wow you guys are nice <laughs> but I love that I think that's why like, pe- like the Mission Impossible films sorry Heidi are so popular because like it's that thing of yeah some uh, Scientology god is putting his life on the line <laughs> <laughs> sorry Nathan, I talk right over you <laughs> that's uh, so question two yeah an American Werewolf in London was the first production to shoot in Piccadilly Circus for 15 years because John Landis was granted permission by doing blank for the police. Fucking the police. Doing undercover work for the police. <laughs> <laughs> he had a lot of actors. That's a lot yeah. of skills that the police could use. He was part of U-Tree in its infancy. 1980s Britain, Landis on the case. Well, he... Fucked it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the sentence he was do, give, given? So he was granted permission to shoot in um, Piccadilly Circus because uh, he bribed the police by doing blank. A weekend admin for them. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, like he wrote up on their reports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, work helping them with their k- disguise kits. <laughs> yes, like helping well, them pack them and just saying, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So that all Off that footage work. of police uh, officers realistically turning into werewolves. That was yeah. because of Landis. Yeah. And that lowered crime a lot. People would commit a lot less crime if they thought the police could do that. Well, Certainly especially on Full a, Moons. So, I was going to say once a month. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely no crime. He was so sad when the police started using CGI and not doing traditional. <laughs> and it's just because they're not unionised. <laughs> um, Isn't I, there something about like you can, you can, your waters can break into a police officer's helmet? <laughs> Or something. There's you can something use a, about yeah, yeah, a pregnant yeah. lady can uh, pee in a helmet. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, or something like that. And is John Landis? Did he get that over the line? Yeah, yeah. That thing that I can't remember. He, did he got get that. They passed that law. Well, that's actually correct. Oh my yeah. god, I got it. <laughs> um, okay, I. Mm, I don't know. Did he let them be extras? No, but 
But it is. I'm going to say it is. He. This is. This is. I think this is. Um. This highlights the inherent corruption of the the British police. Is that he screened um Blues Brothers for them and they liked it so much they're like yeah you can do whatever the fuck you like. Really? Yeah. Like, but as you said, the, the old Brothers. days were better. Oh wait, yeah, so, right. so, so it was more like, like the, the police's main concern was that they weren't sure of the artistic merit <laughs> of a <laughs> yeah, yeah, particular yeah. director. Oh, yeah, they're like we need to make sure this guy is legit. Yeah. Is he freaking level? But yeah, because oh, okay. I think it's probably because there's a bunch of cop cars. That's the big yeah, stunt. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I think that's going to be that's going to make police officers cream. That's exactly what they want to see. Oh, yeah. I don't want to see police officers cream. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, you don't want to see American Werewolf in London. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can't. Yeah, I'm glad you picked up on it because I heard him say police officers cream and then stopped, and I was like, well, is that the language we're using on this <laughs> reputable podcast about <laughs> cum? <That's> <laughs> <laughs> Please call it the thing or nothing. Call it semen, spunk, or cum. <laughs> cream. It's like a detective who's like trying to introduce his own lingo. Yeah, the cadaver's covered in police officers' cream. <laughs> Please just call it semen. <laughs> it's not going to catch on. Yeah. Don't put that in the report. Uh, so this is round two. Now this is where we do a we pitch a sequel to a film which should never have a sequel. Yes. Uh, the film we're going to pitch a sequel to this week is uh, as an old classic, as an old favorite, and it's Darren Aronofsky's two thousand uh, maybe masterpiece, maybe trashy film. I don't know. Reckon for a dream. Yeah. So I haven't seen Requiem for a Dream, so I looked Me it up. Me neither. <laughs> and it's a sad film about drug addicts. Mm -hmm. It is a sad film about drug addicts, but more a bigger picture. It's about addiction. Yeah, in mm. general, and I feel like the modern film industry is obsessed with sequels. Yes. They're addicted to sequels. That's true, and maybe um, so they all have these big dreams in this film, right? Mm. One of them wants mm. to be like a fashion designer, and one of them wants to sell the clothes in their shop, and they've got all. Then, like the classic like Hollywood thing to do would be to make a really shitty saccharine sequel where they just get what they want, and it's great, and mm. it's like. Uh, they, one of them is a fashion designer and they do have a shop and they do have all everything that they wanted and it's, it wasn't a hallucination at the end. <laughs> and then the problem is that old Mr. McGillicuddy is going to buy the shop and turn it into, yeah. you know, uh, a, a dog killing store. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, 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 dog yeah. killing store. And then yeah, yeah. A, That's and then good business. A yeah. Dog, yeah, a dog with like... Um, that can like talk helps them as well. Like yeah. it'd be a very funny, yes. very funny it's a to have a similar vibe. I think to okay, the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Requiem for a cream dream. <laughs> 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 it would be really funny to have the same actors and yeah. it, it all is the same aesthetic, but it's an incredibly shallow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so you're focusing on dream, as in so it's like these are their dreams. Is that yeah? Requiem yeah. for a dream too. Yeah. They got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Requiem for a Dream to defend the dream. Yeah, they are, yeah, they've yeah. Got, they've Live got in it. the dream. Live in the dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah and it's yeah. in Malibu, and it's yeah. living with an apostrophe. Yeah. <laughs> and do you I think like that. It's the original castle with sunglasses. It's the same poster, <laughs> but they've got sunglasses and a big golden retriever. Yeah. I think they should also still be, because um, I wanted to feel like a continuation, so I think, I think they still should be recreational heroin users, but we're just not seeing any of the downsides. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. Like, like, live in the dream. Nice. This is nice. Yeah. Malibu, having fun, doing some skag, Living protecting some dogs. Yeah, I think too often Hollywood is too keen, you know, for a, an industry run on drugs, is too yeah. keen to be like, hey, drugs are bad. Mm. Look at all what happens. Whereas is, yeah. we should have a positive. <laughs> they're story. against heroin, or maybe they're against heroin because it means that you're not productive. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, in the sequel, they're all on coke. Yeah, they're all on yeah. coke or, or amphetamines or meth or yeah, something yeah. that makes you busy, busy, busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
You should be a doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take this meth. Busy, busy, busy. We're going to get you nice and busy. You're all slow. Too thin. Oh, you took a slow drug. I told you to take a busy drug. You've got to be busy. You've got so much on. So the business, where does that go to? How does that, is that going to go to the productivity of the dog killing store? No, that's no, that's what they're being threatened with. Okay, right. The busyness is they're how they, they, they realize we've been taking the wrong illegal drug the whole time, guys. Yeah. So now, thanks to the power of um, stimulants, <laughs> they have managed to become fashion designers yes. and running a clothes shop, and all the other, all their dreams are much more stimulant industry based. Yeah. That's why those industries are so full of cocaine and yeah. stimulants, and they're all slender and stylish. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. One of them's a game show host or whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> It's all going great for them. Yeah, I like that. And the only thing missing from their life was a functional recreational cocaine habit. Yes. Yeah. So yes, they, they enter the... And they all live in street. like an Adams Family house together. <laughs> they have a, for some reason, you have to come up with a reason why they don't just live in different parts of town and it's actually quite hard to meet up. That is every film's problem. Yeah, why are How they all... do we have them all live in the same house? <laughs> why, why are they all there, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fixed. They live in the Adams Family's house. Yes. Big, random mansion. Yeah, yeah that's really nice. Yeah. And the... What about, like, um, about 75, 80 minutes in, uh-huh. it, they then meet some studio execs. Okay. Who are having the best time because the sequel they're making to Requiem for a Dream is coming out so well. Uh, so it's like a Wayne's World kind of slightly yeah, meta. Yeah. yeah, and they're like, "This is going so well. The dog killing thing looks like they're gonna get away without that." Mm. Yeah, and they're, this Adams family house is really working out well. Yeah, yeah, and they're all together having a great time. And then one of them brings out a double-ended dildo, and yeah. they think, "Let's finish this film off right." Perfect. Okay. I was going to say, for fan service, um, <laughs> so if you're not sure, there is a very infamous scene where two characters um, right, are forced okay. to fuck a double-ended dildo, yeah. or as they call it in the, t- in the film, ass to ass. And um, yeah, I feel that's what audiences are really going to come back for. Yeah, that yeah. is want to really see more of that. helpful information. I did not know why you, <laughs> yeah. where I thought you were going lost, with that. I thought you'd lost your fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> and we were just yes-ending you. Like, it was a great So end. now why, okay, so why are they made to do that? For money? For drugs. Okay. Yeah, well, for more money so for drugs. For is, it, their is it two guys or two girls or a guy and a girl? Two or? girls. It's two girls doing it? Yeah. Okay, and the drug So you're dealer, suggesting this time for sort of gender parity that it should be two I guys. I think it should be all of them on a kind of seven-ended star. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Still yeah, yeah. like a big wheel. <laughs> like the wheel of a pirate ship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's got loads of handles. And yeah. that is the beautiful ending. <laughs> yeah. And they're all the doing it. Yeah. And, and then the final shot is from a drone shot from above, and it just zooms out into the blue sky. It gets sky. faster oh, and faster. Yeah. Yeah. It could yeah. be and like they're all holding hands. like hands across America. Yeah, exactly. It could be like the end of Killers of the Flower Moon. <laughs> where it just sort of pulls oh. out that's it's not a spot yeah. <laughs> but that, that's it yeah and then it just flies yeah. out and then mm. you just hear someone like one of the main characters yell over that what a dream or something yeah. like that Could I, can I pitch <laughs> live in the dream and I say pitch this is already in our pitch document that uh-huh. we have already prepared for our studio exec here that character who says what a dream we live in the dream early on you find out that when they're introduced their name is Catherine Wheel <sighs> Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then it thematically ties together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's good. Yeah. I also think just because I I want this to, this is quite mainstream. I want it to be prestige as well. Mm. So I like the idea of uh, there's a mystery. Someone's someone's dying at the start and they name something. They're like uh, Anne Marie. And like, what is Anne Marie? And we find out at the end that Anne Marie is their old childhood double ended dildo. Oh, that's nice. One end is Anne and one end is Maria. Yeah. 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 
right, right, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to meet Marie tonight? And yeah, and that only makes sense by the end. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. The yes. end. Uh, double yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and there should be two endings to the film. So oh, it's yeah, double yeah, ended. Yeah. And yes, the fake out ending. The One fake yeah. ending. Yeah. So is it like. Yeah. Um, it ends with the beginning. They can only they can only raise enough money to save the clothing shop by sort of doing a sort of sponsored double and a dildo fuck. Or oh, that's right. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. On like the pier, the, like yeah. with yeah. the with the local fire brigade. And while yeah. they and it's while like a hot dog eating contest, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so while that's happening, the kind of evil tycoon who was trying to buy them out goes, "Consign it!" and throws his top hat on the floor and like yeah, stamps yeah. on it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They've done it. Where am I gonna kill my dogs now? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. all the dogs come and jump on him and push him off the. Whoa! <laughs> he falls off the yeah. pier into the sea and, and everyone. He, fall, he falls straight heart first onto a loose double ended dildo. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. And it's actually quite violent at the end. Well, yeah. we do need to show consequences. Tone. Yeah. You know, like it's fun and games, but they're, you yeah. know, be careful yeah, when you use nice. them. Yeah, that's mm. the t- it's all fun and games, but be careful is the tag. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And follow this. your dreams. And follow your dreams. Yeah. Follow your dreams. <laughs> yeah. Follow your dreams, but be careful. It's all fun and games. It's all fun and games. <laughs> Only take uppers, not downers. Yeah. yeah. That's another one of the lessons <laughs> from the film. This is not like the Star yeah. Wars scroll at the end of the film. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. going to be a 16 minute scroll of like information you need to know. Who's seen Brunson? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think this is very good. Yeah, yeah great. That's, that's going to get greenlit. So in this final round, we are going to do a writer's room for a problem that you may have had in your life, in your personal life. Yeah. Is there something like a faux pas you've engaged with or countered with recently that you want us to workshop? Does it have to be social? No. It could be what's, what's coming to mind. My boiler's broken. <gasps> I, don't, okay. I haven't had hot water now for like two weeks. Finally. <laughs> yeah. The stuff yeah. of great drama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man versus boiler. Yeah. That's one of the classic That's plots. That's the title. Mm. Yeah. So this is the inciting incident. The uh-huh. boiler has broken. What um, have you done to fix it? I have tried to get it repaired, but it's too old. And all the parts oh are like only on eBay, and they're all used. There and are so to many metaphorical layers. Already yeah, what do you say? What do you say? Ageism. Okay. Ageism. 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 The thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're. <laughs> <laughs> also, also, all the different places that I have to go and shower because I can't shower oh, that's in nice. my home. Filthy. Well, this sounds like a time travel movie where you'd have to go back in time to get the parts, and then have to, and you go through time yeah. and you experience different showers from yes. different periods in time. And it, get, it cures your ageism because at the start you're like, "This old boiler, you've been useless for years. Yeah. What can you teach me?" Yeah, I also no, feel like travel. there's a, an yeah. element of... Um, <laughs> 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 that's good. That's all right. <laughs> Maybe the boiler. boiler is the time travel device. <gasps> Hot tub time machine stuff. Yeah, yeah. So Hot, it's, uh, cold boiler time. Cold, cold boiler, boiler time machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's also a bit of a rom-com because you're having to shower around lots of different people's places. So you go on the apps oh, yeah. and you're like really engaging with okay. people and you, you're really like... For a while, you haven't been able to shower. For There's like, a sort of slapstick element to yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Weeks. Like confessions to, of a window cleaner. I have to get access to someone else's home yep. while still being so stinky that normally they wouldn't let exactly. me yeah. To yeah, yeah, yeah. have access to their So home. it's like you yep. get you get so good at dating. Yeah. Because like finally yeah. it matters. It's like now it's about showering. Now I, I can't. just love. <laughs> yeah, now I can't because I'm stinky and itchy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I have to become so charismatic that that doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's, gra- it's, gra- it's Groundhog Day for a new generation. Yeah. So you're yeah. playing the same dates again and again and again, trying yeah. to get access yeah, yeah. to the shower. I'm trying to and find the- increasingly plausible explanations for my stink- stinky, itchy <laughs> yeah. 
itchiness. <laughs> yeah, the poster is just you smiling with a speech roll that says, I'm stinky and itchy. <laughs> Let me but in. It, and it looks like someone, a kid's drawn it on, but it's clever because it's actually the poster. Yeah, oh, it's really nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a marker pen. Yeah. It's good. And so, the, so he's trying to find places to shower in current timeline, but also yeah. going back in time constantly to, to get, get the, the boiler parts. parts. Mm. Yeah, I like yeah. it. But that means that he's ending up in like 50s Britain. Yeah. And yeah. he's so then also trying, he thinks, about the founding hang on, of the NHS. do they have showers? Yeah, and it's the founding <laughs> of the NHS. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. I go back in time and I learned like uh, you can have just like a big tin bath once a week in front mm. of a fire. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. so you're like, we can all be stinky and itchy like they were Together in the 50s. And save energy. Yeah. But... At one point, he comes back from the past, and suddenly everything seems quite normal apart from we have public toilets, but out of nowhere, there also seem to be public showers now. And uh, you've changed policy by from talking the, so much about showering. Yeah. Oh, like Boris Johnson was gonna do with toilet access. Mm. But didn't. Oh. So it starts oh, really? off about the founding of the NHS, <laughs> but ends about the failures of Boris Johnson as mayor of London. Uh-huh. And there's just no toilets anywhere. Yeah. Only showers. Yeah. I think you should only, only wheeze. And you're allowed to, you're <laughs> only fully nude, wet wheeze. Are That's allowed. our film <laughs> title. <laughs> but you should fall in love with someone in the present tense, and the girl is like, "You remind me of my great granddad. He was also like stinky and trying to be let in places. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah. look at a picture, and it's you from having travelled back That's all those many great. years ago." Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I, I don't, it's like Marty McFly, but I don't see myself fading out of a photo. I see myself in a photo getting either cleaner or dirtier. Oh, yeah. that's nice. Depending yeah, yeah. on what's happening. And visibly yeah. hornier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're More, like, I'm aware that this is actively incest, visibly, but I'm fine with visibly it. Visibly rigid in a photo. <laughs> yeah. And then not again. <laughs> so, Just fluctuating back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Can we ask, Pierre, how much budget do you think we need to make fully nude wet wees? Fully nude wet wees? Yeah. Um... <laughs> A, a time travel. Are, are we including cost. distribution in this budget? Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. everything, all yeah, the yeah. costs and what. Everything. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, probably, probably just like a Blair Witch amount. Probably not that much. You think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we go for that kind of like. Uh, so we're shooting on phones. For so it's example. like a found footage yeah. rom com. Yeah, it's found, found footage. Found footage 1950s setting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the cast don't know what the plot is. Or yeah, <laughs> I, I think there are more than enough people out there with sort of retro styles that we can hire them yeah, quite yeah, cheaply. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think you just present it in that way where like you're in the cinema and you see some trailers for either good or high budget or both films and then mm. right before the movie you see like a <laughs> British Film Council thing come up and you go oh god yeah. <laughs> in- inevitably about like yeah. some people who raise money making sandwiches trying to do something yeah. but and this so time so grim and like ugh and like downbeat yeah but that's that's this us that's our slot time yeah. yeah 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 and then yeah. people go wait time travel and then titles got wheeze in it this might yeah, be a yeah. bit <laughs> and this is, I think I like wheeze. art cinema now yeah, yeah. yeah it's just two hours of a disgusting man laying pipe yeah <laughs> Inevitably, there'll be like a high-budget, much more sanitized American remake that mm. does quite yeah, well, yeah. like Dina de Caen becoming Dinner for Schmucks. Yeah, yeah. And it'll be like Steve Carell. <laughs> yeah, it'll and, be yeah, or, yeah. or like Yes Man, where instead of doing drugs, he just has Red Bull. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jim Carrey, and you know, <laughs> fuck off. You it'll know. be semi-clothed, dry. Yeah, it'll be a guy who keeps re- he really wants to wash his hands. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he got them dirty helping someone. Semi- semi-clothed, really dry <laughs> yeah, 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 semi-clothed dry hands. Yeah, 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 yeah. Semi-clothed dry hands. The American Midwest. <laughs> well, I think that is a powerful pitch, yeah. and I feel that I'm, I'm assuming that's changed your life. Yep. Yeah. Without even having seen so it, so it solved the issue. I think. 
Yeah, the boiler works now. I yeah. just got a, te- got a text. <laughs> I just got a text. Boiler's up and running. Uh, you will good. not believe how we got it working. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was magic or <laughs> witchcraft. Or both. Yeah. yeah, thank you so much for coming in. This has been another episode of There Will Be Film. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.